Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Music Corner, Rips to 808. I'm Nate. I'm new Kung Fu Kenny. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I'm Sebastian. And today we got some new music, new tunes for the people like you. Uh, so right away, let's jump right into it with the new Paris album that came out just today, uh, titled "Use Me." This is their third studio album. Back at it again with the more alternative rock and pop uh, elements that they've been using since uh, basically the beginning-ish. I mean, their first album was definitely more alternative rock than anything, uh, but the last album they put out was, like, a big mixture of, like, dream pop and, like, a little bit of synth in there, as well as, like, a little bit of alt-rock, uh, the album being All We Know of Heaven, All We Need of Hell. But Use Me uses both of those incorporated together while adding even more popular elements that are more upbeat than any of the other two albums, at least, like, you know, more upbeat than usual for their style. Uh, personally, I absolutely love this album. It's my favorite of the week. Uh, what I like, too, is that they uh, included three of their songs from um, their EP from last year titled Hallucinations, and those songs being Hallucinations, uh, Old Wounds, and Death of Me. And they both go, like, back to back to back with each other, which I think is, like, really cool, too, because it's like, hey, remember these songs? So, I don't know, I kind of like that part of the album. But uh, other than that, like, everything else on this album is pretty solid. Uh, the opening track, Give Me a Minute, very fun opener. Dead Weight, Stay Gold, solid tracks. It wasn't until after Old Wounds that the album kind of took a little bit of a turn because it kind of slowed down a little bit too much. Um, but uh, even after that, Use Me, the title track, is still super solid. And uh, Wish You Well wasn't bad either, but... Yeah, overall, I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, it's definitely uh, one of their best albums, even though, like, really they don't have a bad album. But I still think their last album is their best one, if I'm going to be honest. But this one is still up there in terms of contendership. And, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, what do you got for us, Sebastian? So uh, this is my introduction into Paris. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know how to pronounce the name of the band. I thought it was Piverous. <laughs> Piverous. So... It was uh, it was a very fun time. Um, I, this album was very calming for me. The production, obviously, uh, you know, gonna point that out, but um, <laughs> it was very soothing to listen to, and her voice definitely blended very well with it. And also, I kind of had a different interpretation of this album. Um, you know, I was I was reading into it and I'm like, you know, this is right after a pivotal or a pivotal member left due to some uh, bad circumstances. I don't remember exactly what they were. It was it was sexual allegations. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Like it kind of I thought it was going to be like a big like screw you album basically due to the title. And um, oh. I, I didn't. I didn't really get that, but I did see it through some of the lyrics. It was more kind of a passive aggressive kind of thing, you know. Um, I'll, I'll point and... out real, real quick. Sorry to cut you off, but I'll point out no, with, uh, on... uh, Lynn Gunn, the lead vocalist. Like my, her lyrics are mainly about like you know uh, pretty shitty relationships, mostly for her songs and everything. Um, and this album in particular, not really uh, lyrical wise, but it's actually been delayed like two, maybe three times this year. So like they definitely wanted to like, you know, take their time with this album. And I see what you mean by the whole, like it might've been like against uh, the old band member and everything. And like, that's actually a very interesting like point to make too. But uh, I'm pretty sure it just has to do more with the whole, like, you know, relationships kind of standpoint. But, yeah, continue anyway. So, like, honestly, um, I, I did I did enjoy this. And thank you for clarifying that. Of course. Definitely. Um, that, that helped a lot with more of a thought process to kind of put behind this album. And uh, I would say it's not it's not my favorite. Uh, it's I, I listened to their previous album before this one yesterday night as well to kind of like get like a feel before I went into them. And um, yeah, I definitely like their uh, previous album, at least, you know, a little bit more than this. And, you know, um, it's obviously a little bit hard to transition after such a big departure. And I, I'm glad that it's really not that big big of a issue it seems like you know she's just trying to find her footing again and um basically she's just kind of trying to live it up and 
you know, take it for what it's worth because music at the end of the day, not only is it an art form in the job, but it is also people's escape from harsh reality. So it's, you know, it, it's great to see people overcoming such obstacles and making light and moving forward. Absolutely. And I gave this one a seven out of 10. That's Good all. Shit. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Uh, Trent, unfortunately you weren't able to listen to it. Correct. Correct. I, uh, so it did come out today. I had a lot of stuff to do today and kind of forgot about it, but I listened to all the rest of the albums. <laughs> so it's only fair. Yeah, it's all good. I, I, I canceled myself this time. Oh, cancel culture <laughs> yeah. still still alive here at the corner. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's all right because we'll move on then to the uh, new Black Bear album, Everything Means Nothing, and I'll have you start us off with that one. Uh, oh no, I wasn't retina. Um, it was it was pretty good. Um, the album art, if I want to say I remember correctly what it was, I think it was it was just him, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just. Him. It was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Like I got even just by the album art, I can tell like uh, it was more of just like a chill album kind of, and it, like it was. Like we talked about before, it was it wasn't really an album that like I thought I was gonna like, but I wound up kind of liking it just because like the chill kind of like background vibes that it gives. Like you can have it playing in the background, and I would not be mad. Like if like you know just chilling with friends, like driving or something, just put that on. I wouldn't be mad. I mean, it's not a bad album, you know. For sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did nothing bad about it. I don't think. Like, I thought it was pretty good. Just, just vibing music. Very vibing music. Very chill vibing music. Yes. I thought you said Bible music for a second. Very like, chill. Right. Preach <laughs> it, dude. Like. Yo, we should give uh, some some Christian songs a listen. Let's put As I Lay Dying, just like as our big recommendation. Don't kill your wife to it. Um. <laughs> dude, I'd love to have Under Oath in. Oh yeah, oh yeah, under out. They're not even Christian band anymore. Well, I mean, it, it'd still be pretty cool to have under oath on Striper, bro. Fucking Striper. Striper. Uh, do you want to invite Skillet? All right, I'll email them now. <laughs> I, um, honestly, I wouldn't mind them. Like, I, you know, as much as I, you know, used to be a part of the whole, you know, scene culture who would post like Naruto AMVs with like, you know, Awake and Alive in the background. Oh my god! <laughs> I used to hate Skillet because it was again one of those bands where everyone's like, "Yo, dude, listen to this band." And I was like, I hate it, but like. Now I really don't care. I'm like, I, yeah. Like, I like the singles, at least from the uh, Awake album. Like, th- those were Is good. it the one with the guy where his face is wrapped up? It's the one that looks like E.T. kind of. Okay, no idea. I just know the one where his face is wrapped up. I think that's Skillet. No, that is, that is the album, actually. I'm thinking, it reminds me of E.T. whenever he's in, like, the cloth and everything. What? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I know who E.T. is, but, like, that's a guy. I know, but, like, the, it's always... Because, okay, remember in the movie whenever, like, they put him around the cloth so I mean, no one would see him? And, like, Bro, I've never seen E.T. <laughs> You've never seen E.T.? Wait, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Like two minutes of it. What? That one is a... I mean, I'm sorry. I, I've known people that have, like, no info on the outside world and they've seen freaking E.T. Bro, that, one, that was not a movie that I watched as a kid. You've seen Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers, but has not seen E.T. by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and I said good day to you, sir. Hat. All right, I'm getting canceled again by everybody, bro. <laughs> oh, Damn. God, that was so funny. You've seen Cat in the Hat, but not E.T. Oh, my God. Sorry about the sidetrack, ladies and gentlemen, but that was that, that was some gold right there. We went to... <sighs> you know... E.T. All right, anyway... Oh. But... But I just want to say, if we ever did have them on, uh, working at Chick-fil-A, I have, like, the opportunity to, like, talk with people about, because they do, um, it's like a, it's called Winter Jam, it's a Christian, like, rock concert kind of thing. I think, I don't know, but we have to hand out those flyers every year, so, (laughs) that's where I know it from, I'm like, oh, skillet, I didn't know they were They played a a couple years ago, I'm pretty sure if that's the same festival. 
Yeah, yeah. probably. It's called Winter Jam or something or Winterfest. A, a bunch of churches get together and go and stuff. Right. So that's I, that's why I know. Uh, but yeah, good stuff. All right, let's get back to the album here. Black Bear. Everything means nothing. So. I'll say this is my first Black Bear album I've listened to, and uh, what I liked, wow, excuse me, what I liked about it is that, yeah, that's exactly what I liked about it. Uh, Anyway, sorry about that. Hot Girl Bummer was on the album, and that's like the only song I even knew by Black Bear, period, but it's a really good song, at least to me, like I genuinely love the song i think it's a banger and what's nice is it's the first track alone so already it's like all right we're starting off the album strong you know we got something i know of and like now for the rest of it i can just kind of get like a little comfortable if i can uh and that was good for a little bit up until i think it was like i feel bad or i feel too much it was one of the other one of those two and at that point the album just kind of took a dive for me and didn't really like do anything much after that like some songs were okay some songs were like you know eh. but i mean it was still a good album overall out of everything it was my least favorite for this week um but like it wasn't like the absolute worst album ever it started to give me eden vibes only in the sense of like um i don't even know like it just gave me some sort of eden vibes but like eden if he was like more upbeat is how I would describe it, but overall, it was still decent. I think I gave it like a 7 out of 10, and uh, yeah, that's all I really got to say about it. What do you think, Sebastian? So, uh, Black... <laughs> oh, God. I almost said Blackbeard. I think we're all just fucking up his name out here. Um, <laughs> so, so, Everything Means Nothing is nothing to me. I really did not like this album whatsoever. Um, the guy just comes off as a huge douchebag throughout all the lyricism in this album. I'll give you and that. He, he does at times. I will. I'll admit that even. It's just. I'm sorry, man. Like the guy, just uh, <laughs> he's kind of irredeemable as like a boyfriend or anything. So I was just looking through his stuff. He's like, yeah, if you're like, if you're talking too much, I might find you boring, and I'll just leave. And I'm like, okay. That's that's Yo, what we're I, working with. Honestly, I didn't even listen to the lyrics. I was just listening to the the beats and shit. And th- that's another point of mine too. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt, Nate. No, no, you're fine. Uh, right. This is quick, but I just wanted to say the best parts of the album overall for me were the instrumental segments. Oh yeah, yeah, they were very calming and soothing. I mean, that was another freaking uh, theme of this week. But yeah, like this, this yeah, the instrumentals are very good. And sorry, you can. Keep going, Nate. I was going to just briefly say about, like, uh, with the lyrics and everything. Uh, the one song that I, like, because, yeah, the whole thing about, like, you know, the whole, like, if you don't, you know, you, basically him saying, if you don't do these things for me, like, I'll leave and everything or whatever. But then, like, um, the one thing that really got me was the song Why Are Girls? And just some of the lyrics on that where it was just like, you know, uh, it, uh, hold on, I'm trying to like, you know, who is real and fake can't get a hold of you see it on my face i should be over you so can we leave this party what's the social cue see it on my face i feel like and then there's some other stuff where you're saying like why are girls so cold why are girls so hot i'm like dude shut up <laughs> you know and then at the end of the song he's like why are girls so beautiful i'm like uh, okay whatever <laughs> but yeah it, it was dumb did you have anything else to add sebastian yeah, it just it's nothing like too major, but like I said, you know, this is like your typical backyard Kyle barbecue simp, you know. Um wow. And like <laughs> it's just he's super pretentious about being over his like exes and shit too throughout the music. And I, I hate to call out specifics about like character, especially with singers, but you know, most of this album's theme was like his internal like you know bitterness and whatnot you know and obviously it was like kind of um uh juxtaposed by the like happy instrumentals in the background so that's why it was like you know more of a bop because people don't really look into the lyrics as much they're like more like oh my god you know i can drink a white claw to this and just like hang out in a freaking jeep wrangler and drive by the coast with my friends you know it's just all that kind of like just just nothingness that you would get out of a typical song like this but if you look into the lyrics it's just really pretentious correct really really correct me if i'm wrong but it sounds like this is how you feel like about uh the neighborhood 
uh wasn't that yeah also group love too oh. yeah like yeah. it all it all has that same vibe and i don't think i just like that vibe in general what it's the just fuck like, even is the neighborhood i don't i don't even know if i know that is the neighborhood they made a sweater weather oh yeah i fucking hate that song dude garbage <laughs> Wow, I love the neighborhood. That was strong, boy. But, I know, um, he's like, fuck the neighborhood. Yeah, fucking, but, that sounds uh, garbage. Yeah, this is not, it was, it was not bad, good, not that bad. It was just kind of there. And that's how I feel about most of this music. But uh, but with Black Bear, though, it just what really drives me over the edge is, of course, the lyricism. Um, Black Bear himself is not a bad singer, though, and I... I will stress this because he does have a very nice, delicate voice that he um, is very comfortable with and knows how to use. So, like, he's not a bad artist. You know, everybody has their low points in writing and whatnot. You know, obviously, I'm going to still call Eminem one of the greatest rappers of all time. And yet none of his music in the past, like, 10 years has been good. And... You know, it's just like <laughs> allow myself to introduce myself here. Uh oh. Um. Uh oh. Are you yes. going to defend the undefendable? Uh, I'm going to defend Eminem here. <laughs> really quick. Hold on. Welcome back to the music corner. Uh, heated combos. <laughs> Are we going to make this? Welcome back to the heat. Let me let me look here. Let me just get. Let me look. Albums in the past 10 years. Uh, the Marshall Mathers LP2. Thank you. And what was on that one? That was like... Uh, shit, that was... Uh, Berserk was... Uh, Survival, Berserk, Rap God, which he broke a record for. Um, like, all that shit. And then you had Recovery, which came out in 2010. So That one was not a... That was not a good one. <laughs> Excuse me? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Dude, Not Afraid is his worst song, period. Uh, you, Cinderella Man came off of Recovery, thank you. But that's not even a good song either. Uh, won't Back <laughs> Down. Uh, can we talk about how much Love the Way You Lie was played with Rihanna? That is a great song. Rihanna and he Eminem both. He makes a dad favorite. joke in it. Wait, that's really? a bad thing? It's not even like a funny Eminem line. Like funny Eminem lines are really funny, but I don't think that was meant okay. to be a funny song, though. To be fair, I know. Yeah, that and that's why. Like, that's why. It, like you like by Eminem is the Slim Shady LP, but like watch her leave out the window. That's why they call it window pane. <laughs> is that what he says? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one of the biggest parts of the song. I I don't listen to Eminem on a daily. I haven't heard that song in a minute either. Surprisingly uh, enough, like, I'm sorry, I, I usually just think everybody knows these songs because, like, I was just so, like... It was overplayed even, too. It, it was, like, everywhere. And not to mention, I was a fan of it back, like, back in, like, middle school era, I would even say. Like, Kamikaze I was wasn't bad either, though. I mean, you I, had a... I didn't like Kamikaze really either. I mean... The only maybe, song I didn't like was Maybe Battle. the rap battle. Maybe, like, the rap battle part. Uh, I think, like, what is it called? Um... Jesus Christ, the one that he did against uh, MGK. Oh, oh, that even... whatever that song was uh, called. Uh, Killshot? Kill, Kill is Shot? that one? Killshot was the one against that, MGK. That wasn't off Kamikaze, though. That was just a single. Oh, oh that yeah. was. Okay. Yeah, uh, although like... MGK won that because MGK is way better. Um, he did have campaign speech back in 2016. That actually was a good song. It's just good, you know, lyrical flow and wait, from Smashing, him. And I then thought, I thought, Smashing, I thought you liked the new uh, Eminem album. Uh, music to be murdered by. Yeah, I, I don't know if you were on for that one, Trent. I don't remember if that's when you started or not. That, but. that was uh, before me, but I did, I did like this album. Uh, uh, yeah, music to be murdered by was good. Right. What about you, Smashing? I thought you said you liked it. I, I was like very in the middle with it in general because I, I overall I thought it was the better of the, what we got you know within the past ten years kind of Eminem style. Yeah, but I mean, um, come on, Lucky You with Joyner Lucas, like that song. No, is that was a song good. I did like off the album. Oh, I, but I, no, I, he I hasn't released back. anything good in ten years. But that's a good song. Got, gotcha. Gotcha. Listen, if you um, compare, okay, if you compare literally any of these songs to the original Marshall Mathers LP. Exactly. My point is fucking taken. 
No, no, the original one. I'm talking about like in the 90s. That's what I said before. I said my point taken where like I know that the only thing you like is the MR Marshall Mathers LP from 99. <laughs> but okay, I again, didn't hear that part. That was my bad. Yeah, um, his age. Remember, like how old is he? Come on. But, I mean, but you got to really think. Cube, but 47. Exactly. 47. So, like, you can't talk about all that. Like, it's the same thing with logic, you know? I mean, people grow up, times are changing. You're not going to keep talking about, like, like the logic uh, song from, uh, logic line from Dad Bod. Uh, I had a hard life once. Do I have to keep, like, uh, uh, singing about it or something like that? Um, it's like, you got to grow up sometime and move on from all that. You know, he's not. Eminem's not the underground rapper like he used to be, you know? Well, not even Does he, does mean, he still call out people? Yeah, I mean, who the fuck does Yeah, he I mean, like I said, it's just more... It's just more of the approach to the rap. And I'm not saying this, like... I, I'm saying I like Eminem... Okay, so I will give you... So this part, I will say. Music to be murdered by, I don't consider part of the... You know, the whole 10 years argument... Because that one, it came out in 2020. That's... And that's the... Okay, that's the only thing I'll give. Because I consider 2010 to 2019 the decade of twenty the 2010s. And that's well, how yeah, I... Yeah. Well, you said past 10 years. So that includes... If you said Sorry. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was my bad. As far as, like, explaining. You know, um... But, oh, you know... Oh, shit, Sebastian. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't I don't write a script. I, I wish I could uh get like a better argument going, but um Bro, we can't script this shit. <laughs> no, I uh, wish. This is unscripted be, be so uh, corner heat right now. Oh yeah. yeah. But um yeah, needless to say, like music to be murdered by I do like I, I sorry, I do like the um the approach to the new rap kind of style that we've been seeing recently. Because that I do like from Eminem. I like the fact that he was a chameleon of rap. And when he started doing the whole like recovery and all that kind of stuff, he was just going into things that I just feel like weren't really good for him. And yes, it was experimental. Obviously you did even songs with uh, Ed Sheeran and, you know, ZZ top and, um, you know, even going into like even little Wayne and, uh, you know, um, uh, Bruno Mars and stuff like that. Like it's very experimental kind of uh, approach to rap. And uh, this is the last point I'll just try to get by. Sorry, and we can continue the actual episode. No, you're good. Um, I just I, I do think that his experimental side back then kind of got the better of him, and it didn't really lead to any material that is nearly as I can even say just you know revered and you know outspoken you know everything is just kind of fluff now and like i said you know you do have a point when you bring up the whole age thing and i i don't know logic that was the only part i was like okay but because like logic's like he's still very young in the rap game as far as like yeah but the the line still sticks you know? yeah like you know everybody changes over time and they you know and i i do you know, I bring up that point, but I also tend to forget it sometimes, you know, um, because there are examples like Eminem and, um, you know, I can even go as far to say Tool that where they sometimes just add stuff to their old style instead of reinventing themselves in general. Understandable. And that's that's where I was getting by, because like I, there was a point where Eminem hit a really low point in his career. And I'm not even talking about like the 10 year thing. Like, there was a point where a lot of people just kind of dropped off because it was um, very more personable than, like, the wacky Slim Shady antics. Yeah, you're, and, so you're, you're talking about, like, after Encore, like, the five-year gap between Encore and yeah, Relapse. Yeah. Yeah. Even, just, like, me being an Eminem fan, I really don't like Relapse. I mean, that's just... I mean, I know he's getting over shit, all that stuff. Yeah. And, like... Which is, you know, why I made Recovery. And Recovery was way better than Relapse. Like, Recovery was, like... Where he started to get good, and then Marshall Mathers LP two, obviously like, that is a good album and everything, and like Revival, I didn't even really like that much. I mean, it was good. That's where the experimentation started, and like, eh, it was okay. 
but yeah. So moving on to um, new album. another new album uh, here, <laughs> Crystal Lake. Yes, Crystal Lake: The Voyages. Uh, Sebastian, uh, yeah, you could start off with this one. Go for it. Uh, Sebastian Jesus, talked I've too been... much during that. I was uh, gonna say. Do you want me, honestly? Yeah, actually, I was gonna, I'll take it away. I'll take this one away. I'll do this one first because yeah, that's that's only really fair. Sebastian, I had to catch my breath after roasting Sebastian really quick. Right, let me give you guys a break. I'll start us off with this one here, y'all. Oh, we're fighting this shit. We, we, we attack Trent for not liking E.T., and then Sebastian gets slapped for not liking Eminem. All right? It's it's only fair. It was a fist fight. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Music Corner Heat Edition. All right. So The Voyages, Crystal Lake. This is actually a re-recording of one of their older albums with their older uh, lead singer, I guess, even, too. Back in, uh, I'm pretty sure this album originally came out in, like, the late 90s or at least the early 2000s and they're that old holy shit yeah they've like they've been around for like a while while and like how the fuck have i not even heard of them dude because the thing is they were so underground that they actually didn't start getting like really big until like recently almost in like the past like you know five years when they came out with uh, the sign album which uh, it's it's like you know progressive metalcore kind of things, but uh, their last album Helix like definitely like really like got them like on the map as far as I'm even concerned, uh, especially with their song uh, Eon, oh. Eon and Apollo. Those I'm songs. sorry, I just this the fucking uh, Fire Inside slash Overcome single. I I sorry I looked at the album art for that and I just got PTSD for Destiny. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. If anybody listening is a Destiny player, go look at that. You'll you'll feel me on that one. But uh, continue. Yes. <laughs> got a distracted episode, but I love it. Fuck uh, it. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. All right. But anyway, yeah. Uh, this album I listened to like the day it came out, and this was actually like in the beginning of August. So I'm not. F- I don't fully remember too much from it, but I do remember like everything sounded tight. I mean, uh, what's his face? Uh, Ryo, the lead vocalist, he's always killing it. You know, like his screams are awesome. The band is always sounding heavy. Uh, if I recall, though, from anything, I remember uh, Fabricated Refuge. That was like, that was like some god tier stuff right off the bat. Uh, Open Water was a salad track as well as The Passage as well. But uh, A salad track? It was a salad track, dude. Like, it was really healthy. I was like... <laughs> All right, all right. Like, it was a good appetite, or, yeah, a good appetizer, all right? (laughs) No, but Open Water, good, solid track. Uh, And the album overall, it's, it's... good it's a good album it's not what anyone was expecting really especially because it just came out of nowhere like no like i don't even think the band even said anything prior to it they had just like released a new single too not long ago since then so uh yeah i gave it an 8 out of 10 i thought it was a pretty solid track it's nothing i'm like gonna go back to because especially with re-recordings of like stuff i don't really like you know necessarily care to go back to all the time but if it's on it's on like hey go you guys so that's all i have to say about that uh trent what do you got to say about it uh it was good i liked it uh like i said i've never even heard of them before this is my introduction but i did a really good job uh with the re-recording it did it did sound really well uh the what we talked about before um i went from one of our other albums which is like a very chill i don't even know what it is. it's it's a little bit of rap Kind of our little R and B thrown in there. Uh, Wait, which one are you talking about? Uh, Jaguar. Oh, oh, the next one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like I went from that one oh, into yeah. this album, and it's like the first song, "Fabricated Refuge," and I was just like, "Whoa!" Like <laughs> the change. I was like talking with somebody mid sentence at work, and I was just, I, I stopped. I was like, "What the?" F-? But no, it bang an album even like that first song like it's really it's a good hook of a song um and it it really did uh set me up for the rest of the album so yeah fucking love it good, good shit good shit indeed uh what'd you think of this one sebastian so uh this is actually not my first uh album with crystal lake uh last year i listened to uh, I think what was the album with like the blue cover on it Helix. with like all the Helix. Yeah, that was my first album I listened to courtesy, of course, with Nate. 
and um, I really, really enjoyed their scream sound and just like, you know, just the music in general. I I don't know. When it comes to metal, I'm not the best with uh, heavier stuff as far as critiquing it. You know, the most I can say is like production and stuff like that, because like I don't know a lot of the uh, vocabulary that's associated with it. But um, with Crystal Lake, I really like the album cover. It reminded me of uh, Tonight Tonight by Smashing Pumpkins. Mm. And um, that's that was like the first thing I noticed. I'm like, oh, man, this reminds me a lot of the I, I forgot. It's like one of the first films to use color. And it's like a, it's a French film. I, I don't remember. It's just. It's a really cool, it's like Man on the Moon, something like that. Um, you know, this album also makes me really miss, like, moshing. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but I felt like get out of my seat and just crowd killing for a second, <laughs> you know. And, um, yeah, it was a really enjoyable album. Um, you know, definitely nothing new, but also it kept me very entertained. I definitely added a good amount of it to my heavy playlist and, of course, the master. And um, the vocals, you know, like I said before, they were excellent. This guy has a very, very nice mid-scream. You know, it's very, it's very full, and it definitely has a lot of range to it as well. Um, the guitars had very some very like solid pentatonic licks as well, and um, even like some of the slower parts were pretty damn good. But overall, the energy was very consistent with the flow of the album, and um, it also gave me a very Black Ops One Ascension feeling to go along with the space <laughs> and wow. Theme. That's the other, that was the biggest point I had to this. Like, the whole time I was thinking of, like, you know, linking all the space shuttles to make the one fly off, you know, and then hitting it with the ray gun sometimes if you're lucky. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was just a very, very weird feeling I got while watching this. I felt like monkeys were just going to take my juggernaut, you know, and, um, (laughs) oh, no. It was, uh, overall, it was a very fun album. Uh, you know, I gave this one a 7 out of 10. Wait, what? With Gersh device. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, uh, one thing I want to point out, uh, not about the album, like one more side thing before we cut to our uh, sponsor. Uh, you mentioned Smashing Pumpkins, and I thought this was pretty uh, worthy of announcing, but Smashing Pumpkins is now signed to Sumerian Records, which, if you don't know, is the same record label with Asking Alexandria, After the Burial, uh, Veil of Maya, Poppy, Pele Royale, and I just thought that's very interesting to see that Smashing Pumpkins is on, like, a label like that, you know? That's very different. I feel like they're just going to go into, like, a heavier route. No, it's actually, they're back into their synth shit. They're doing their... Oh, really? Yeah, they're doing their uh, synth pop stuff again. Ooh, okay, I'm very excited for that, too. Right, Uh, did you say something, though, Trent? I thought you said something. I said, you know, good shit. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, good shit. I don't. I don't know, dude. It's just. It's so weird to see that because I'm just like, the, Sumerian is such an independent label compared to Smashing Pumpkins. It's like, it just. It shocks me, you know. But good shit on them. Look at that. Uh, so yeah, we got some more albums to come. But before we do, uh, word from our sponsor. New Kung Fu Kenny. That means we're back, and now we are moving on to the new Victoria Monet album, Jaguar. Sebastian. Oh. Go ahead and start us off with this one. Disclaimer, really quick. Uh, I just want to say that last episode, I actually had no idea that he was recording that. <laughs> uh, and that we, because we were talking about like different rap and stuff. And then I said New Kung Fu Kenny, because that's like <laughs> a thing that we say like when we see each other, because we just think it's funny. It's a good movie. And, and yeah. And so he hit recording and it started that. So yeah, that's probably going to, that's going to be my intro now. Fuck it. It's going to be a big meme now. So just live with it. Yeah. Uh, oh, go yeah. ahead, Sebastian. So, uh, Jaguar, named after the Fender bass released in... Okay, so... Uh, ja- uh, oh my god, I was about to say Janelle Monae. Uh, Victoria <laughs> Monet's Jaguar. Uh, this is how to use sex in music. Um, she has an absolutely wonderful voice. I mean, not only does she hit, like, the um, kind of, like, that, like, sexual... Uh, kind of like you know sexual goddess you know kind of voice but she also hits that like kind of like rough exterior that she's like exhibiting and whatnot and that she wants to like show off 
and you know there's tight grooves just everywhere like this whole album is just a just nicely packaged feat of music and i honestly enjoyed every second of it there's also a really good Khalid fixture uh feature jesus christ and um i'm not the biggest Khalid fan but this changed my mind i really liked his verse in this a hell of a lot the guy just had a very good chemistry uh song with uh victoria here and hell i mean this album got recommended by ariana herself you know the mm-hmm. queen of new age r&b and i'm very happy about that because this album is just so good and the compressed horns too they add such warmth to everything and i don't know if you guys noticed that too but there's just very subtle trumpets in the background very as subtle. a fucking trumpet player yes <laughs> it was amazing like, yeah it was just very fun in uh it was very very fun to hear um but the bass it was just as sexy as the vocals themselves like i i was just like oh my god lord you know i was just i was hearing them like accents i'm like jesus christ man like how many times can you just get a man's heart going you know um (laughs) you know go there with you is probably my favorite song and is just an absolute banger of a track on this I'm going to give this album a whopping 10 out of 10. Ooh, look at that. Oh, that's actually surprising. I know. Wow. Yeah, I, did. I was expecting that one, but look at you. Yeah, this <clears> album was – it was solid. I was – okay, I will admit I was a little worried to begin in the beginning of the album because it was starting off pretty slow. Like the first three tracks, including that first interlude, a little bit slow for me. Uh, but after Dive, really after the uh, – during and after the second interlude, uh, we might even be falling in love – Everything just kind of picked up for me. Everything after that was, like, solid as hell. I mean, Sebastian, you already said about the whole Khalid song experience. I I personally always like Khalid. I can never go wrong with him. I mean, Talk, a solid-ass song by him. But his feature and experience is perfect. I don't even know anyone else who could have done it. Maybe The weekend, but, like, for who she is and how, like, you know, she, her growing, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. But, like, her, for the fact that she's, like, a growing artist and everything at the moment and she's able to have, like, you know, Khalid on a track like this, I think it's solid. He was a perfect uh, feature for it. Uh, Ass Like That is even a solid song, too. I just uh, – this is, like, the fun sexual music that I like to hear rather than the whole Megan Thee Stallion raunchy sexual shit, you know? Like, Victoria Monet is doing it right. Like, I love this R&B, you know, funky, soul-style music here that she's doing. And uh, this is her debut album, too. Uh, not sure if I pointed out that or even said that to you guys, but this is her first debut album. She's had EPs and, like, maybe a couple mixtapes in between. but uh, Or beforehand, I should say. But, yeah, debut album. And for a debut album like this, I think it's a solid start for her. So I gave this one an 8 out of 10, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what else she's going to put out in the near future. Uh, what'd you think of this one, Trent? Uh, I would hope that this is for, uh, uh, what, I don't even know what the fuck you said. You said it weird. Uh. Wait, what did I say? Wait, I don't, you said first fucking, like, you said it was pretty much just, like, reiterating the fact that it was her first. Oh, did yeah, I say I just, her you, first debut album? Yeah, you said oh, first shit, debut my bad. album. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, I'd hope so. <laughs> is it her first one or her second? This is her second debut album. Don't worry about it. Uh. No, yeah, I thought it was good. Like, it, like we, I mean, we already talked about the trumpets and shit. Um, really good. Uh, can't go freaking wrong, man. I mean, I, I like uh, Sebastian. I don't really don't like Khalid either. Not my, not my style. But like, it was really good. Uh, and oh, you said Janelle Monae in the beginning. Uh, that reminds me of a thing I talked about. Uh, with my buddy Q from work. I've mentioned him a few times because uh, he's got like a music major and stuff. Uh, have you guys heard of the Sacred Box list? I yes. I don't. Th- uh... Or the Secret Box list? I don't remember exactly what the fuck it's called. I don't think so. But what is it? But uh, Sebastian, do you know what I'm talking about? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, it's like a a list of like women who like you would keep a secret if you ever fucked them or something. Oh my god, I actually never heard of that. So, you okay, know, I thought you were talking about a freaking... 
<laughs> I thought you were talking about root notes and music. Jesus <laughs> fuck. Oh no. I mean, I thought you meant the like... SpongeBob secret box. I mean, I don't know. Well, uh, Tim Curry's on my list. No, it was just like. I think Janelle Monet's on there, and I think like something about Victoria Monet as well, or something like that. Um, and it's you get like you know Lisa Bonet and stuff like that. Um, but like, I don't. That's what it reminded me of. Also, uh, Janelle Monet's thirty four. If you didn't know, that she came looks as a really good for her age. That's what I'm saying. It came as a shock to me when I figured that out. I was like, dude, she's fucking thirty four. Uh, but no, this album. Definitely good. Definitely a, a nice banger. A, a solid 8 out of 10. Um, probably would listen to again. This is probably another one of those albums, like, if I'm chilling in the car, chilling with friends, or whatever, you know, it's definitely a good album to put on. Right. Uh, and, like, if you like the new style of, like... I, I could fit this in the R&B category, probably. Oh, it's definitely R&B, 100%. I mean, I, so, some people would say, like, it has, like, you know, it's rap influences, whatever. Um, and, you know, it does a little bit. You can definitely tell. But, um, yeah, still, it's a damn good album. Right. Good shit. Uh, moving on, then, to the uh, next album here. Uh, Shoreline Mafia. And their debut album, Mafia Bidness. Uh, Trent, go ahead and start us off with this one. Yes, uh, Shoreline Mafia's first debut album. Um, their first debut album. All right, don't get that mixed up now. <laughs> um, a fucking long one, I'll tell you that. Holy shit. Yeah, was it like 21 songs deep? Uh, but damn, those 21 songs hit, you know? It was... I, like, first when I looked at it, I was like, Jesus, this is fucking long. <laughs> but getting, like, through half of it, I was like, damn, I'm already through half of it. Like, it was really good album. Uh, I mean, you got... I was not expecting Future uh, on the... What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six. Sixth, thong, sixth ugh, song, Poe the Drop. Yeah? Yeah. Poe the Drop. Yeah. Um, I, like, Future came out, I was like, Whoa! <laughs> yeah, feature on this album now. <laughs> um, and like, you got Wiz somewhere on there, too. It's yeah, just like, How We Do It. Yeah, and that, was, <laughs> that song was fucking awesome. Because, like, you got, you got the, you know, original, This Is How We Do It. And, like, and then you put Wiz in there. And it, it was just, it was cool to see. Uh, and I think, like, this is an album that I wanted to hear in rap. That was just, like, a big collab of a bunch of stuff. And, like, I think it was really done well. Uh, so like shout out to Shoreline Mafia and everybody else who worked on this album. Like it was, I think it was really, really damn good. Like the, towards the end, it, it, it sort of like slipped off a little bit, but I think that's, be, it was because of the length. Right. Uh, it, it can only be good for so long. For know? so long. Yeah. Especially for and a I, rap album. Oh yeah. I think like if they cut it in like half or something, mm-hmm. like I, pr- I probably would like, like if they release it as like, uh, like a double. I would be okay with it. Like, Mafia Business Part 1 and then Mafia Business Part 2. I would have been okay with that, completely. Just business. Um, if they did yeah. it, it would just be business, you know? It's just business. Don't worry about they it. They release Mafia, and then they release business. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But no, I definitely damn good job. It's probably a solid 9 for me. Like, I actually really do like wow. it. Probably go back. I think I did save um, uh, Poe the Drop and... Uh, like, oh, Kodak Black was oh shit! I didn't even know that. Dude, I know there's so, Lil Yachty's even on a song. Oh yeah, as much as like you know, I like I like Lil Yachty, and like sometimes I'm like, I we talked about like, I now like realize like before when I was talking about Lil Yachty, like yeah, that album, his album that came out, whatever, that was good, but like I do like him better as a feature. Mm-hmm. Uh. And, like, even his stuff, like, you know, so sometimes it gets, you know, here or there. But, no, like, that song is actually really good as well. For um, sure. But, yeah, I fucking God tier album, Shoreline, fucking keep going, do what you're doing. I'm going to fucking listen to it. Good shit. Yeah, this uh, Mafia Business, you said it all pretty much. It's a long album. It's got a lot of features. It's also got 
a lot of record producers on this album. There are 12 record producers on this Holy album. Holy shit. It, it, this was a big project, all right? Like, New a lot Kung went into Fu this. Kenny. New Same. Kung Fu Kenny, all right? No, like, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Uh, yeah, this album, it was solid. It was absolutely awesome. There was not really a bad track, but like you said, even too, and like we talked about, towards the midway point, it started to fall off a bit, but said it can only have so many good songs and like you know god tier moments but that first half alone is just mwah, it's awesome like run it like okay, from the actual kiss baby literally like from that opening actual track after the intro run it back with a o3 greedo dude even the intro wasn't bad the intro i kind of liked it mm-hmm. was kind of funny right uh, and that was definitely like probably one of the best like rap intros i've heard on an album for sure uh, and like on an on an album in general, like it was just like you're sitting there like, what the fuck is going on here? But like <laughs> it it fit so well. Uh, I before Sebastian says anything, I did think the mix was good. You know, it was a good mix between you know you had some lighter beats in there as well as you know those heavier beats for like the rap heavy songs. Uh, but yeah, I did think the mix was good. So. And I I thought so too. I thought it was a very good mix. And I also no, like uh, <laughs> it, it also like gave me Suicide Boys vibes. If they were yeah. like, uh, but like no sad, like no emo mm-hmm. sad bitch boy shit. It was just like you know, more so like the three six mafia stuff where it's all like I'm a hard motherfucker kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's exactly what I was picking up from this album, and I I love that shit. You know, so yeah, I gave this like a solid eight out of ten. Uh, definitely one of my favorite track, uh, favorite albums of this week, and uh, yeah, might even be in my honorable mentions for the end of the year because I can't really consider this a all time favorite for the year, unfortunately, because that last half did like kind of slip for me. But nevertheless, yeah. it's still worth a it, mention. It, it would probably be an honorable mention for me as well, as like as much as it was like a good album, it was, and everything like I fucking loved it. It'd probably be an honorable mention, definitely. But yeah, that's all I gotta say about it. What do you think, Sebastian? So, uh, first I'm going to mention, um, the mix. So, uh, sorry, it was, it was pretty good. Um, you know, I really, (laughs) I I really, you know, this was a very kind of throwback sounding bling pop era or bling rap era kind of sound, you know, I had the very kind of like urban, uh, just industrial production that you would see from the 2000s era from like acts like Dre and, uh, Oh my god, like Nate Dog and stuff like that. Oh, for and sure. um, you know, it was very, very heavy uh kind of rapping into it. But overall the lyrics just like that era, you know, it sounds good, but lyrics weren't all that there. Um, you know, I you know, I, I did find them kind of repeating stuff as they went on and it just kind of dragged on for me lyrically speaking. The songs themselves weren't bad because like I said, you can put a very repetitive kind of word structure over a really good instrumental and still have a pretty decent song at best, you know, and that's what we kind of got here with at least me. Um, I really did enjoy like the 2000s rap flow that they presented. It was very just uh, kind of like syllable heavy and it just kind of like took the beat with it. You know, uh, you know, a lot of rappers and like original gangsters and OGs, you know, whatever you want to call them, they were very just like on that beat and very like aggressive towards it. And that's what we kind of got here. It was just more that aggression, but also still keeping a flow and not keeping it robotic with like, you know, the level of anger and all that kind of stuff. And there's not really anger. It's just more of like the intensity of it. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's I, I enjoyed it for just the instrumentals and what it presented not exactly what was inside the contents just more of the content itself um i gave it a six out of ten overall i do see them even though this is not my favorite kind of uh, album i still see a lot of potential from this you know we could even see another wu-tang from this kind of uh group we could see another um kind of uh just trying to remember what they were oh jesus what was eminem's original group oh, i don't I... bad meets evil bad meets evil yeah okay yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that kind of vibe that's what i got from it the most and mm-hmm. you can correct me if i'm wrong that's what i 
you know, kind of resonated with in my head as far as what I can pinpoint the sound to. Right, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe then this next wave will also be uh, no one to fuck with, you know what I mean? Just right. Like, just like Wu-Tang. <laughs> but uh, yeah, moving on now to the final album for today, uh, the new Buzz Osborne album. Uh, and this one, uh, what was this one called again? What was the album? Gift of Sacrifice. That's what I thought. Okay, Gift of Sacrifice. Yeah, just make it. Sure. Wait, who's Buzz Osborne? King Buzzo. Yeah, we're talking about King Buzzo. King oh, Buzzo. Excuse, oh, excuse me, excuse me. Yes, King Buzzo. I forgot. Uh, t- yeah, Fight Club. Tyler Durden. Same, not the same person. Okay. Anyway, Gift of Sacrifice. Sebastian, this is this is your shit. I know. Give it, take it away for yeah. Um, obviously, I've been a huge Melvins fan for years. Yeah, I follow. You know Sebastian. You know the fucking Melvins. Literally. Yeah, definitely. The amount of times I've had to play the fucking bit in my car for you. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> listen, okay. The Melvins are one of the most influential groups to my musical ear. Let's just put it at that. You know, um, they introduced me to the idea of bands changing drastically throughout the years because if you've ever seen their, uh, you know, members list, only two of them are consistent. You know, you just have Dale Grover, the drummer, and, you know, Buzz Osborne on the drums. And, uh, you know, I really, really like the Melvins, obviously, but this is only King Buzzo. This is not featuring Dale Grover, um, you know, but even that, it does have another older Melvins member being Trevor Dunn, the original bassist for the group. Uh, this guy is a hell of a talented musician. Um, and this album, um, as much as I like them, it's definitely your typical buzz out, you know, um, what you call it? This your typical King Buzzo writing style. Um, I, th- I'm very... sorry. I thought you were about to say Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> I, I was literally about to. I don't know where that came from. Oh, like, he's doing music too? <laughs> Mr. Lambert, he called? Mr. L- oh, no. Pack your bags. Trent, pack your bags. But yeah, overall, this album was just, it was weird. It was, it was your typical King Buzzo kind of in the background, you know, while he's like playing the guitar just really heavily. And um, yeah, you know, I just, I love how minimal production is, of course, with this, because with an acoustic album, it's, I, I like when they make it super bare bones and that's what they did with it. They, they did add quite a lot of layering, <laughs> layering effects to King Buzzo's voice, whether that be a good thing or not. Um, it was, it was very fun to hear and I've never, never had a problem with any Melvin's album. You know, I don't consider them ever to be like the greatest thing ever, but I just, enjoy how consistent they are and this is definitely in the realm of consistency you know the guy he's still making music you know i you know he's very well respected in the music community but he's still doing his thing and i really enjoy just everything this man has done and um you know i really like to lay back to this kind of music uh it's very western swing kind of acoustic uh uh strumming you know very very full sounding acoustic chords you know it's um it's not very intricate like these are your typical kind of bar chords and power chords out here but i've always liked the way that king buzzo kind of just throws them at you at at once without really a not really a musical structure kind of what he wants to do and that's why i've always enjoyed as far as that goes uh trevor dunn he played upright bass and i think he did a little bit of acoustic bass as well but um the the upright bass definitely shows through as far as the quality goes because he was originally a upright bass player and um you know it just it fit very well with his guitar style you can definitely tell those two still have a lot of chemistry together would love to see him come back but they already have two bases as of now, and if they add one more, it just might become just insane. So I don't know if it's the best idea, but I would love it. Good stuff. All right. What do you oh, think? eight out of ten. Sorry. Oh, eight out of ten. Good shit. Good shit. What do you think of this one, Trent? Um, I mean, Sebastian gave literally the entire run that. He gave us. So I'll just give my score and then. <laughs> um. 
no, I mean, like I joked about earlier, uh, Sebastian introduced me to King Buzzo and, you know, the Misfits. Misfits, fuck, the Melvins. <laughs> Shit, sorry, I was looking at a thing that, with the Misfits on it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, God damn it. Uh, imagine limelight once again. Imagine King Buzzer taking all this fucking hair and putting it down like fucking <laughs> Vicky. Oh my god. <laughs> King Buzz Aldrin and the Misfits. <laughs> King Buzzer and the Gizzard Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, but yeah, Sebastian introduced me to King Buzzo in the moment. Uh, and he, all, like, I did not know what conditioner was back then, so Sebastian always called me King Buzzo. Uh, and then when we met Thomas, he, we always called Thomas King Buzzo as well. Uh, and then I became Dutch boy. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so Sebastian gave me that whole thing. And like, I, you know, the Melvin's not bad. Uh, King Buzzo by himself, I mean, obviously, you know, the Melvin's are a little bit weird. So King Buzzo by himself is obviously a little bit weird. Uh, but no, I thought it was good. Uh, solid track, solid album. Uh, yeah, it, a good seven and a half eight for me. Good shit. Uh, so yeah, for me, this one was uh, not what I was expecting. I didn't expect it to be like an all, pretty much acoustic album. But like it, okay, it was, but it wasn't your traditional acoustic album because like you know he gave it the old uh, King Buzzle you know twist to it. So I think I gotta like give a lot of respect for that, especially making it sound like you know different. At at times, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of a. Uh, Allison Chain's uh, jar, of, jar of Flies. Like, it, Ooh, okay. it yeah, gave that's me some a of those very vibes. Embarrassing. Right, right. Like, it, like, not throughout the entire thing, but, like, just like that, like, you know, that darker side of things, I guess, in terms of, uh, you know, lyrical content and all. It was giving me very dark vibes, which I think is awesome completely. Like, that made the album a lot, like, you know, more interesting to me. And, uh, yeah, overall, it was it was decent. I mean, Sebastian, you, you took it away with everything, so, like, I don't have to say too much about it, but with this... Sorry about that. No, no, you're good. Like, you... That was, that was beautiful, man. This, this is your band. This is your boy. Uh, but, yeah, overall, I gave it... Um, I'd give it, like, a 7.5 out of 10, because it's not anything that, like, is usually up my alley, but it's definitely something that, like, I have to give so much respect for, especially with how different it is to both things I usually listen to and stuff that you would hear nowadays even, too. So, yeah, good on them. Good on King Buzzo. Love that shit. So, yeah, that's gonna, uh, that's gonna wrap it up for today, but before we go, as usual, we give you some music recommendations, some albums or artists. Uh, today I'm going to give an artist recommendation, but I need to find the name first. Which oh, that's great. Well, uh, before you do that, I have an announcement. There to you make. go. Go for it. <laughs> uh, announcement. Uh, this is uh, gaming related. Oh, I also have a music one too. Um, gaming related uh, announcement. If anybody follows Call of Duty, uh, and you did, you don't own Modern Warfare or Warzone. Uh, the Warzone event was fucking amazing. I played it, and, you know, I got the trailer at the end of the whole event. Really cool. If you haven't watched the trailer, please go watch the trailer. This is probably one of... It's going to be one of the best Call of Duties we've had. Like, I know we said that about Modern Warfare, but this one does look really fucking amazing, and I cannot wait to play it and cover it and stream it and all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, please go check out like all the trailers, everything like that. Uh, weeks worth, you know, of worth put into the first trailer that we got. And then the second trailer at the Warzone thing. Oh, amazing. Now the second one, uh, the music, uh, announcement SNM two finally was released. Uh, oh, that yeah. is Metallica with the, uh, San Francisco symphony, all that shit. Uh, amazing as what I've heard from it. Uh, you had the uh, video from Jason Momoa, who got a copy of it. And Jason, if you don't know Jason Momoa, that's fucking Aquaman. Um, but yeah, he he was hyped for it. He's a big Metallica fan. Actually, Jason Momoa is a big bass player too, which I did not know. Um, and he that actually, be a I think he plays too. a six string. Uh, he, he played a four string in the last video I saw him in. Oh, damn. Um, yeah, either way, like, that that man's, he's fucking cool. But, yeah, you got the fucking SNM2 that released, God tier. Um, so, yeah, go check that out. Go check out Call of Duty Black, or, yeah, Call of Duty Black Ops uh, Cold War. 
And Nate, your music recommendation. Yes. Uh, it's not, so like I said, it's not going to be an album for me this week. Um, but I wanted to give some love to uh, her name. I believe I'm pronouncing this correctly. It's a weird name. Uh, TK Maidza. She is a Zimbabwe, uh, a, a Zimbabwe-born Australian singer, and she makes some of the coolest shit. You know, it's like it's like R and B and like hip hop, synth pop kind of stuff and all combined. But like the one song I just highly recommend that people check out is her song "Shook," which is off her last EP. Uh, last year was Weird Volume Two. She's got three series of those. Last year was Weird Volume One, Two, and Three, and uh, an album called T- TK that came out in 2016. Haven't listened to that one yet, but I'm telling you, everything I've heard from her so far has been pretty solid so definitely give her some love check her out that's my recommendation uh trent what do you have for us uh i'm gonna go with one that i recently went back and listened to which was uh greta van fleet's from the fires oh i love that uh fucking shit i need to say that uh now i just disclaimer i hated greta van fleet in the beginning i really did because i was one of those people oh fucking led zeppelin yada 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 um I was one of those people, and then I actually listened to Greta Van Fleet, and I was like, oh, they're actually not that bad. Um, But yeah, I heard, like, a few songs, I was shuffling through all my songs, and I heard, like, one or two songs, and I was like, fuck, I, like, missed the day when I, like, first heard this album, and I was like, this is actually fucking good. Uh, And like I said, like, I used to hate Greta Van Fleet, like, because the whole, like, their Led Zeppelin fucking thing. And then watching watching that interview with Robert Plant, when he was like, yeah, you know, I don't don't mind them, whatever, they they got their own sound. Uh, but yeah, definitely good ass album. Even um, fucking anthem of the peaceful army, like that's a good album as well. Uh, but yeah, go check out Greta. Good shit. What you got for Sebastian? So actually, funny story about uh, Greta, really quick. Um, I almost had a chance to like literally sit down in like a dinner table, like next to the whole band. So I um I was in Mexico a couple years back. And at the resort I was staying at, it was literally like it was a it was a wedding and we, you know, got we got uh, we call it like a hotel room with it and everything. And uh, at the hotel, we were, you know, we heard that there was going to be like a band there and stuff like that. I didn't know who it was because the hotel really can't like say anything about who it is. And um, we go to the downstairs restaurant. It's just my sister and I. And we go to get a table and everything. So my mom's doing meetings and whatnot uh, on her like computer and stuff like that. And I literally heard from like the waiter, and he was like, he was like, hey, like we have uh, Greta Van Fleet, like you know, there because this guy was like a huge fan of them from Mexico. Because I didn't know this, but a lot of people in Mexico love metal and hard rock. It's it's pretty crazy down in like Central and South America as far as metal and rock go. But, um, but yeah, that was like, that was my little thing. I, you know, I was very close to, you know, having, you know, a table right next to theirs, but they were like late to the, you know, thing or whatever. I don't know. Question. um, Yeah. Was that the wedding that that video is from? Um, for the sake of my sanity. Yes. Yeah. But um, yeah. Other than uh, other than that dad moment I had back in my sophomore year of high school, um, I don't know. That was earlier, I think. No, that was that. That would have been freshman sophomore. Yeah, I think that was the transitional like summer. Um, but speaking of another comparable band to a big one is the Struts. Um, I want to talk about the band more because I don't really like their debut album that much overall but i do like the energy this band gives off and the aesthetic uh they've been compared a lot to basically if queen had sex with the rolling stones and that's what people have been saying a lot about them and i can definitely see it i mean the guy rolls his r's like freddie but he sings raspy like uh mick jagger so you got kind of the best of both worlds in my opinion you got very 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 entertaining show to watch with them um i i haven't seen them in concert but my friend did and he showed me videos and they're just so eccentric i'm like God, I really love this level of performance. You know, I saw, I saw them uh, open for Foo Fighters, and that was actually like really solid. They they actually put on a great show. Yeah, and uh, you know, I 
I know they're getting up there in popularity, which I'm very happy about. And hopefully they release like a whole album soon because they've been releasing a lot of singles lately. But um, I really did enjoy their uh, their biggest songs, of course, you know, your one night only's and you're obviously uh, going to be me. I really just really like their sound and I really want them to go further, you know, and I I know they're also really big in the fashion community. They're they have like concerts at Victoria's Secret shows. They had a song with like Kesha and it, you know, it was like played on runways and stuff everywhere. And I'm like, oh, that, that's pretty damn cool. And not to mention, like the lead singer is just a beautiful fucking man. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, like absolute, absolute, just beautiful man. But uh, I uh, you know, overall, just this album uh, or this band, you know, highly recommend them. I really want them to get to like a bigger level so they can do some serious shows. I was actually going to see them, of course, in the awesome music festival that was going to happen this year. But uh, sadly, you know, six feet away doesn't really help in the mosh pit. So no big concert for me this year. Um, <laughs> As the Game Grumps say, the uh, Backstreet Boys reunion tour is still going on. <laughs> oh my gosh well there you have it uh, that's going to conclude today's episode so boys thank you for joining as usual and we will see you guys in the next episode this has been the music corner Rips to 808